What's up, everybody? Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Glad to have you here. Every week, twice a week, I am sitting down with interesting humans from all walks of life, and my goal is to simply gain some perspective and also help you gain some perspective. So we're going on this journey together, so I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, this episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. Go over to jumbocbd.com. You can check out their full line of products. If you aren't familiar with CBD, guys, cannabidol. It's one of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant. It's helping a lot of people. It's an anti-inflammatory. It, uh, it's an adaptogen, actually, which helps people reach that baseline. It's helping the body reach a homeostasis, and one of the properties of it is it's an anti-inflammatory. It does help with mood regulation. It can help with your gut microbiome. It can help with your digestion. It just helps with a whole uh, bunch of different things, just depending on what the person is needing. Almost, almost so much so that it sounds like snake oil. But it's not. It's it's an amazing, amazing compound, and it's just one of the many uh, cannab uh, cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. So I get all of my CBD products from Jombo Superfoods. You can go to jombocbd.com, check out their full line of products, and you will save 20% off of your entire order. So that's huge, guys. Use the code outside at jombocbd.com. You will save 20% off your whole order. We're also brought to you by my company, Imposed Will. Go check us out, imposedwill.com. I am here to change the fucking world, man. I'm going to build a community, and I want to help others reach their full potential and impose their will on life. So come join us. Come check us out, imposedwill.com. Sign up for the newsletter, and you can stay up to date and uh, you know, know what's going on with everything there. My guest today is a repeat Yes, I sit down with my buddy Mike Brown. He has since, uh, well, since last being on the show, he has now started his own podcast, which I've actually been a guest on a couple times now, called Grow to Great. And um, his is a little bit different of a format. He's doing seasons and um, he's doing segments and different things. We talk about that some on the podcast, but it's just really good to catch up with my buddy and uh, and hear what he has going on. So we got a lot of great value and information for you guys. And, and this was just a fun conversation. So, all right, without any further ado, I got to get a better way to intro these things. Uh, but uh, here we go, guys. Mike Brown. February 14th, actually. <laughs> we'll talk about that. February 14th, you did that on? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Good shit. Valentine's Day. Valentine's. What was, why'd you do that? Just because it just happened I to be I honestly that did not know that that was the day. I was just like, oh, yeah, it just happened to happen that It's way. just another day, really. Right. To me, I mean, I don't celebrate, you guys don't celebrate it, do you? No, because we get the, a lot of the hidden meanings behind holidays, so don't yeah. really necessarily subscribe to a lot of it. So much so. of it's just consumerism, dude. Right. It's like, why? Right. 100%. Yeah, sometimes I feel like uh am I just not I'm, well, I am like I'm not the most sentimental person. Mm -hmm. I'm somewhat sem sentimental, but when it comes to those holidays, mm -hmm. 
I'm just like, why are we doing this? Right. It's, it's the pressure of the consumerism thing. You know, it the, really the is. The media has blasted us with many, many, many hours of advertising and you know subconscious programming to the point to where, man, should I be doing this or uh, what? <laughs> should I not be? Should I follow the crowd or should I not? <laughs> yeah. I remember growing up, man, and um, my mom would always uh, – she would always like point out when something was like name brand. Right. She's like, this is name brand. It's good. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, there was, there's there, this that's association. There's truth to that. There is some products. truth. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There is some truth to that because it's, you know, certain brands do have better quality for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you're buying a, like, I don't know if it's like Nike compared to, I don't know, whatever Walmart's, uh, back in my day, they would call them Bobos. Sure. So <laughs> the off brands. Yeah, like oftentimes Nike's probably going to be better, right? But sure. I feel like I'll, I can't remember what it was. I saw a video, and it was saying it was it was supposed to be this old like instructional video that they show in training for like mm-hmm. department stores. Right. And it was selling to the Negro. <laughs> 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 that would have been great. I would have had a heyday with that. Dude, it was so funny. And one of the things was, um, you know, don't try to maybe talk, you know, them into maybe a more reasonable purchase because the Negro has no problem paying for name brands and right. high-end things. Because That's called branding, by the way. Yeah, and because <laughs> paying for the high-end things, you know, will show like a – it will display like this outward status symbol, which right. us as black people haven't had for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. So then we attach to that, that outward that symbol, right, mm-hmm. which you even see today, right? I mean – yeah. The wealthiest people usually don't wear any jewelry, but you see no. a whole bunch of rappers with like like sort of money, you know right, what I mean? Right, like right. just blinging it out. Zuckerberg's wearing the same shirt over and over again. You know what I mean? Huh, right. Just a uniform. Have you ever thought about going to a uniform? Uh, going to a uniform? Yeah, like just wearing a uniform, like buying the same shirt and pants. Oh, you know I have because you go so often and you're a content creator or if you're always on the go, it would be nice to have the same thing over and over. Just you know what to expect, you know. And so yeah. I, I have thought about it before, but obviously, you know, there's just so much uh, prejudgment with a lot of things. But a lot of people would uh, maybe discredit who I am if I'm wearing the same thing all the time. Although I did wear these pants the last time. Actually, no, these are a new color. My wife actually got me another pair of similar color mm. jeans, pants from Old Navy. So the last podcast Saga did, it was the Banana Republic version of this color. Okay. This is the Old Navy version oh. of this color. Mm. Yeah. Adventurous. Adventurous. So, yeah, I guess I have a uniform on. So those of you didn't catch that. Okay. It, just, it makes it easier, man. It's just less right. mental space to even think about. Right, that's Are those the about. stretchy pants? Uh, yeah, stretch. it's actually very comfortable. They look tight on you, but you don't really feel it. So oh, I'd imagine yeah. this is as close as I'll ever get to yoga pants. Dude, those are the only <laughs> kind of pants I'll wear. Like, I went and bought all new pants mm-hmm. and all new short, like shorts. They right. all have to have like that stretch material. Right. Seems for game changer. Impo- Impose will too, man. Impose will. Yeah. Impose I wear will. my own clothes every day. Right. I have all these clothes in there that I don't wear anymore because I just keep making my Why? own clothes and wearing them. Right. Exactly. Why would you not wear your own brand? <laughs> Super proud of you for that too, man. Exciting to see what you're doing with it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been really cool um, doing the relaunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. It's it's been like my baby for so long and I put it on the back burner, but it's always been a part of my life. And, but so now it's just like, quit fucking around, man. And just do it. Start doing it. Right. Cause what else is there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just make it happen. It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. So, I mean, since we last spoke, you've been doing, doing quite a bit, right? You I mean, we just 
kind of glossed over it, but you right. just started your podcast, oh, grow, yeah. grow to Great. You got it. Thanks uh, to uh, the the fun inspiration that you uh, got me on to that path when we had our first, I think it was episode 30, of your podcast, yeah. and we talked about me doing it, and then you just said do it, and then here we are, right? So yeah. February is when I started it, uh, and it was beginning to be – one thing it was supposed to be, which is just long form interview, connecting with people, going through their stories of their successes and some of their failures, right? So that the audience can learn maybe a thing or two, right? But it ended up morphing into other things because you get so passionate down so many different routes when you have these conversations. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's turning almost into a, a full production television show f- from my tablet, right? And yeah. so, you know, I'm having different segments that I'm creating with it and offshoots and all types of stuff. But uh, it, it's been really fun having those conversations with so many great people. I haven't been pursuing those who have a lot of followers or whatnot to interview. Yeah. I've actually been interviewing everyday people who are passionate in what they already do. Yeah. And the stories I've been getting has been really, really good. You know, um, well, a couple of things. So in that last point that you said, you know, it's uh, it's amazing how many successful people aren't on social, right? Yeah. Most of them, really, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. So, I mean, who cares if they have a following? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, dude, I think that's cool. You know, it, we live in a time where like this this platform you know you know social like not social but um podcast like yeah. there there is no set structure on how to do it no you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's totally cool that you just pivoted and you're like you know what i want to do more production i want to have right. segments i want to have different people yeah i'm listening to some of what the audience likes and so i started doing like daily morning like positive messages maybe 2 to 3 minutes long not super long and that it helps to boost their day in the morning so yeah. it's it's graduated to that so yeah i love listening to what the audience wants and needs and then fulfilling that you know I, i've always learned that and say in life, right? I've been doing quote sales since I was 18, working doing telemarketing with headsets like these, right? Right. And so I learned, you know, the process of, you know, make, you know get a friend, find a need, transfer the feeling, all that good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I've been taking the route of trying to provide as much good content and value to my audience. Uh, and that's the focus. And whatever happens from there, fantastic. But the main focus is providing free content that has value behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you like to go about finding your, your guests? Um, you know, it becomes very random, uh, sometimes, but it does depend on the week. If what I want to talk about that week. So one week I might want to talk about networking. Uh, another week I might want to talk specifically about health and wellness. And so I attach to those, uh, different people who might be specializing in things that I'm looking for. So, uh, I belong to some networking communities, some business owners and such. And I ask for referrals for, you know, like, this week, I want more health and wellness professionals because I want to have that conversation at a deeper level and be a source of edu- education around health and wellness, not just me, you know, pontificating on the microphone, but actually having professionals like yourself talk about some health and wellness journeys and have some nutritionists on and so on and so forth. Right. So, yeah, uh, I always want to have professionals in the things that I'm looking to promote. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always have. I mean, I have a list of people that I know I want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just discover people along the way or somebody right. will like recommend somebody to you Mm -hmm. i often find that people 
almost everybody's like, you know who you should have on your podcast? <laughs> every time. Every time I talk to someone. You're right. right it's like, right. yeah, man. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sure, I'll, I'll definitely think about that. Right. Like, take and it's that almost like, account. well, you know who would be great to have on your podcast? Yeah. Just kind of motivate them to do theirs. Yeah. yeah. So, But when people do do that, if I think like, oh, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be a good fit for me, but oh, it might be a good fit for like, oh, I know somebody who does have a podcast that this might be a good fit for. You know right. what I mean? So, Right, right. Yeah, you can always make it work, but man, that's, that's just one of those things, dude. Everybody knows somebody that they want to hear on your podcast. Right. Podcast. Everyone, <laughs> I was talking with a young gentleman today, just kind of, we're just kind of connecting with one another, and uh, I had made a statement of, you know, it's not about what you know, it's not even about who you know, it's about who knows you, right? Yeah. Because a lot of times we walk around, man, I knew what's the name from high school. Uh, yeah, that was my homie back then, but does he still, does he know you? Like, yeah. you know, who knows you? So get out there and make it happen and help people find you. That's <laughs> true, man. And it's just about just going out every day and just meeting people and just right. making it happen, dude. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> how many people just sit back and just, just let life pass them by? Mm-hmm. Easy to do when it seems painful in the moment. When life is so painful, it's hard to get out of bed sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the, I don't know, it's, I find this, uh, this internal struggle to where you're always trying to be positive mm-hmm. and especially maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little bit conditioned from the corporate setting to okay. where you're always trying to give positive phrases. You never, you never, especially in sales, right? You never mm-hmm. say something like you don't use negative words, right? You always try to spin right. it. So it's always in the positive frame, mm-hmm. but the world isn't all positive as, no. tr- as positive as I try to be in my mindset and my, uh, but at the end of the day, the truth of like the fact of the matter is the reality is that life is fucking hard. It is. You know what I mean? It's not uh, an easy game. Obviously it's not for the you know faint at heart for sure. Yeah. And being positive all the time is uh, not something that's possible for me for sure. It would appear that way. A lot of people say, how do you stay so positive all the time? Well, it's because I, I do my best to do it. Um, I do a lot of reframing in my mind, but I have my negative moments, you know, quite frequently in life because I'm a human, right? Yeah. Um, But I I do my best to condition it towards the right direction that's best for my vision. So, yeah. Yeah. How do you like to reframe things or like what's your internal self-talk like? Uh, it's mostly wording, very careful selection of the words that come from my mouth because yeah. I get that what I say is what I go towards and create in my life. Right. And so, um, you know, it came from a lot of different books and such that I've read in life when it comes to personal development, like how to win friends, influence people and, right. uh, you know, how I raise myself from failure to success in selling, you know, the magic of thinking big, thinking grow rich, uh, outwitting the devil. You can go on and on and on. All these different conversations that I've had to myself reading these books, somehow there's a route to get away from frustration. So you think about this, like, the, the only reason that I would get frustrated in life is because I didn't have a route to the solution of the problem. So the more that I've expanded my mindset when it comes to reading books or hanging out with the right people, I now have different routes to get out of an issue so that the frustration will go away. So I love doing podcasts because I have all these stories and I get all these different routes of, well, I, I remember this one podcast I did. This person did this in this situation. Maybe if I try it, it might work, right? Yeah. So I don't get frustrated because I have a route now. So yeah. that's how I kind of look at reframing is just nonstop trying to just grow as a person to yeah. know who I am. And then from there, you know, frustration you know, doesn't come up as often. Right. So, yeah. yeah, because... 
nobody talks to you more than yourself in a given day. Hundred percent. Right. I mean, I'm constantly talking to myself <laughs> in my head. Right. It's, it's sometimes right. out loud. <laughs> right. Right. It happens. We all do, and we're counting our numbers at you know when we're in the grocery store. Yeah, we're always talking to ourselves out loud. Right. You know what I mean. So because we're the, creating, we're creators. We can't help it. <laughs> exactly. Well, not everybody's a creator though. Or do you think everybody is a creator? What do you think? Uh, I think uh, innately. I think all. Yes. Yeah. I know we all have the potential to create. Yeah. I think so. We have the potential to create. It's a that's a very interesting thought. You know, I can only come from my own perspective, but as so for example, I've done uh, network marketing for over a decade, right? And in that you are to do, you know, something that they would call showing the plan where you would sit down with someone for a couple hours, get to kind of understand who they are, make a friend, find a need, transfer the feeling, take the lead, they say, right? And in that, I would just find, um, I would find that most of the people that I talked to, if not all of them, had this, this, this oral, this, this, this mindset behind them to want to do more. Like everyone would say, I want to serve people. If I would get deep enough with them, most people I try to get really deep with when I'm connecting with them because I want to get past the weather. I don't want to talk about the weather. We can't control that. Let's <laughs> talk about our attitudes, things we can't control, right? Like I go as deep as possible because um, I notice most people's real passion in life is helping others is what I hear all the time. Now, whether their feet do that, that's another story. But what I hear a lot in people's heart a lot of times is that they want to help other people. In order to do that, you got to be creative with who you are. To yeah. Create a way to help other people. I, I mean, that's what I see, but maybe not everyone is a creator. Sometimes people probably just say that because they think that's what they're supposed to say. Right. I know I've actually said that in the past, even though I maybe hadn't believed it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like there's a part of me that wanted it, right. but it wasn't like fully a part of my ethos at the time. You know what right. I'm saying? It so it was fed to you in a sense. And so you maybe were repeating what you heard. People do it all the time, right? You just right. say the right words because mm -hmm. that's what, that's what everybody's done. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting down with this gentleman earlier today, like I said, and uh, I was talking about the story of the ham where the mom would cut both sides of the ham. Right. And the grandma did the same thing. And that's why mom did it. And then you'd ask grandma, why are you cutting the ham before you put it in the oven? Well, that's what my grandma did. And then so it gets down to the point to great-great-grandma. So why did great-great-grandma cut the ends of the ham off? Well, it's because the oven was too damn small. <laughs> and so now we, you have grandma and mom actually still using the same method to cook the ham, even though the ovens are 10 times the size of what they used to be. Yeah. But it's all following that traditional mindset, which is good in some things. But in most scenarios, I think that we need to break the traditionalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of those situations of, well, we've always done it this way. Right. Yeah, that's that's dangerous thinking. That's dangerous thinking. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's probably. I, I'm thinking more at probably like groupthink. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where you just you just go with what everybody else is doing. Right. Yeah, I think groupthink can be good if we're all coming from. So okay, I do this thing called uh, Master Networks on Thursday mornings where I'm networking with literally just different business owners who have their own professional businesses, mm -hmm. successful businesses, and each seat, we all own that seat for that specific industry. So I'm the guy who's doing podcasts there in St. Charles, right? And so in that room, um, there's just a plethora of just professionals who are trying to help each other get to the, the next step in life. And it's, yeah. uh, it's really cool having that group think tank on a weekly basis because they're not none of us are trying to recruit each other in our own businesses because we already have our own thing. We're now trying to group think to help each other. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting. Um, 
how you can look at group settings. You can either be a follower just sitting there like taking, you know, the taking the business from the professor in class or you can use it as a way for e everybody to help each other. So it's really hard to uh, tell. That's the balance in everything. Right. Yeah, dude, there's 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 always a balance, right? There's always a dichotomy. So, oh, and that right. brings me to the point I wanted to make. Yeah. Um, as much as there is, um, damn it, what the hell were we just talking about? We were just talking about... Uh, Group thinking, traditionalism, uh, thinking the way that uh, it's always been done. <laughs> no, it had something to do with like positivity, I feel like. Reframing the way that you communicate to yourself. Oh, creating. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I feel like we all have the potential to create, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people really use that driving force in their life. But just, I mean, just like with everything, there's a dichotomy, right? Mm -hmm. So some people just want to destroy. You know, like they exist as well. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. There's the Dahmers. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's always easy to, like, think that, like, everybody wants to be positive. But there's, you know... Do we need both those people, you think? Both people, the positive and the yeah, <laughs> the 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 destroyers, the negative. Do we need? I mean, I don't might, you maybe need we balance? do. Maybe we do because otherwise what what we have to have it. You have to have the balance, man. Is it balance or is it harmony? Both. Is that not the same? Well, when you think about instruments, harmony? if you think about instruments like the cymbal sounds way crazier than a flute. And so there's no balance there. They both sound extreme t in different rights, but when they're in the same key, I guess, they're having harmony with one another, right? Like, so I look at life that way. Life isn't a teeter-totter. Like, there is that yin and yang, but I feel that life is so damn chaotic, there is no balance. It's just freaking chaotic stuff going on, but I think there can be harmony within that chaos. Because if you look at a symphony and they start warming up, it sounds like really weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> you hear all that, and then the guy's up there drumbling and the cymbal guy wishing he can get a solo, but he's never going to get a solo because he's a cymbal guy. No one wants huh. to hear this. So they haven't, they're all trying to warm up, and they're all off-key. Uh, but once they get in harmony together, all these different instruments that sound different, they make this beautiful sound we like to call music. So I look at life like that way. It's like this harmony. It's not necessarily a balance. In my perspective, how I see it, it I, I think, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Harmony. Yeah. I Harmony. Nev I never, like, looked at it in that way. Life is definitely chaos. <laughs> That's, we all know that. Yeah, very unpredictable. Yeah, man. Most unpredictable thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and like we were talking a little bit before, um, it's easy to, at least for me, I've definitely gotten to some headspaces to where I'm just like, what does this all mean, man? Like, right. Because it is all chaos, and we ha we live under these parameters that are all just human created you know what i mean like what is economics it's supposed to be the study of the money and understanding right. the ebb and flow of it it's the system right that we've yep. created and we've all agreed upon mm -hmm. right but is it really this thing like if we didn't have economics would society i understand it's it is an infrastructural <coughs> part of society it kind of mm -hmm. helps keep things it helps organize that chaos right yeah but humans will still live without it. Yeah, because we've lived before without it. You know, economics but we know today is fractional reserve banking where you take your 100 bucks, you take it to the bank. And what happens is they take uh, what? They, they take 90% uh, of it and, or they take 10% of it give it and make it available to you. And the other 90% they go and loan out to they other people. They invest it, yeah. Right, they go loan out to other people. So that's like not real money. That's, you know, fractional reserve banking. But uh, the way that I prefer 
in the future, hopefully, is gold and silver. I'm just, I'm just that guy, man. I just love the, I love go gold and silver. Yeah. yeah, well, because gold, silver, copper, and nickel are, they all do what? They all conduct electricity. <laughs> and so our bodies were electromagnetic means. And when we transfer actual money, we're closing that circuit between each other. And then our DNA code records all that. I think if we get back to doing more of, con you know, exchanging gold and silver, maybe we can get some of our, uh, you know, our, our people's mindsets as a community back together again. That's some nerdy stuff, but I like uh, studying like DNA and mm -hmm. it's the re great recorder of everything. <laughs> Interesting thought. Mm. Yeah, it's um, really weird. <laughs> so, so you're saying so whenever just like the the DNA that we would put just by touching. Uh, who we are and then records. But what's the difference between that with like just like handing out paper money also it's not convenient <laughs> it's not it's not convenience is always uh, a thing that we really are attracted to for sure yeah but you know hey we we have what we have now in the mediums in which we have in the moment yeah we're, we're americans where we have a plethora of ways of taking this money and, and, and buying things that we want and uh it, it's hard being in the system as it is i get it but I think my whole goal is, uh, for example, with my podcast, is to provide as much mind-freeing information uh, as possible so people can escape the rat race of the mindset yeah. and get maybe their finances in order if I have a financial guy there. Because ultimately, I, I would love for people to be free, to not have to worry about finances. Let it uh, create systems that pay for it, and then you live your actual life of who you are. And so... Um, that's the medium in, of exchange that we have right now is fractional reserve banking. There will be something else later down the line that we'll all probably use. Yeah. And we'll all agree that's money. Uh, maybe tulips again. I don't know. <laughs> yes, and that's the thing. It can literally be anything. It's been tulips. It be, it's been it be. salt. Yeah. You know, we but, do we do minerals. Like. But I like gold and silver because of store value, and it's still here from since it's been it's been here. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's freedom is. It's literally just a mineral. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Not nothing super special, right? But like it is because we said it is. Right. It's so weird how we do that. It is. We <laughs> could we could take anything and uh we just we create this whole system around it. And even so much so it can be a bad thing to where we outlaw plants, right? right? I yeah. mean, we send people to jail. They lose their liberties. Even though Henry Ford, let me go ahead and quote Henry here. Let's see what Henry said here. <laughs> Back in the day, I know he's not alive anymore, but uh, you got to have the best conversations uh, that I ever had were with dead people. So, uh, <laughs> so. dude, I'm reading. I'm reading this book right now. I I got it a while ago, and I just I just never started it. It's called Smoke Signals. Okay. And it's like the complete. Let me look at this bad boy. It's by right. Martin A. Lee. Okay. Um, it's like the complete social history of marijuana, right? Cannabis and. Okay. Um, Dude, I read the section in the beginning here talking about, you know, with Harry Anslinger and William Randolph Hearst and Prohibition. And right, right. Dude, the amount of information that was suppressed blows me away. Now, if, you, if, you, if we're blown away from that time frame, from back then, the amount of information that was suppressed, could we only imagine now? Well, it's compounding over the years, but, I mean, these guys were the, the, the forefounders of, of all the bullshit. So, look, I'm going to read this quote here real quick, right. man. Right. This is from Harry Anslinger, and this is, um, I think this is him. 
let me see here. It says uh, hearings before the committee. Yeah, for the committee of ways and means at the U.S. House of Representatives. So this is him in uh, April, May of 1937, and he says that I'm. Uh, they they asked if uh, they said I'm just wondering whether the marijuana addict graduates into heroin, uh, an opium, or a cocaine user. And uh, oh no, they asked. Uh, Oh, yeah, uh, Representative John Dingell asked. And then Anslinger said, No, sir, I have not heard of a case of that kind. I think it is an entirely different class. The marijuana addict does not go in that direction. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, that's interesting because you got to ask the question with any other drug that's out. So well, the Tylenol later, addict. Well, then la <laughs> later on, then he said, then they went on to say that, you know, marijuana is that gateway drug mm -hmm. and then it does go into all this. And there was this whole report about how marijuana isn't like, I can't even think of the name uh, of the report. Well, since we were talking about words earlier, I would, I would oh, the, venture. The LaGuardia, LaGuardia report. LaGuardia. Okay. LaGuardia. LaGuardia. There report? We go. Report. Yeah, right. dude, it was like this French report that was done on cannabis like back in the day. So they had all this information and they just flat out lied. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> to and to and suppress a whole industry. <laughs> and people trust the government. Like, yeah. like they're just the most honest, mm -hmm. and they just have their own well-being in hand. There's some great people in it, in their mindset that they're doing a great thing, for sure. But, uh, There's yeah. There's followers in it. That's the issue, That's man. The There's issue. a lot of sheep. It, you need, so, I, I listened to a podcast called Masters of Scale by Reed Hoffman, and he is the founder of, co-founder of LinkedIn. And so, he interviews, like, a lot of top, like, Netflix, uh, Reed Hastings is a Netflix guy, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. So he interviews a lot of top tier people. And in the Netflix one was my my, my favorite because when streaming came along, Netflix was actually kind of slow to adopt because Reed Hastings, the owner of Netflix at the time, he said that the issue with their growth in the beginning of streaming was that they had so many people dedicated to following the system, the DVD system. And they were so dedicated to following the old antiquated system. They weren't being first principle thinking uh, thinkers, which means being a first principle thinker, you think about what's best for the company and you look to create better ways to do something. And so his business model had to evolve by getting all and most of the system followers out yeah. and getting the first principle thinkers in and then obviously follow a system that works for a little while. But then first principle thinking comes in again because there's new ways of doing things all the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's something that I, I picked up from, you know, you know, Reed Hastings thinking about it's not all about following a specific perfect system. Uh, you might need some first principle thinkers on your, your boat or on your bus to move your whatever forward you're trying to do. Um, dude, Thomas Jefferson said, hemp is of the first necessity to the wealth and protection of the country. Oh, yeah, man. There's there's a ton of quotes talking about how hemp is just so vital. I mean, the Thomas Declaration Jefferson of Independence was written on hemp. Is one of the greatest, most important substances of the nation. Abraham Lincoln, two of my favorite things are sitting on my front porch, smoking a pipe of sweet hemp and playing my harmonica. Did he really say that? I don't know if that one's true. Though. That might not be true. I don't Snopes, think don't get true. us. Is that Snopes? <laughs> don't get us. Or whoever. <laughs> I don't know if that one's true. Um, Either way, John Adams, we shall and by and by want a world of hemp more of our own consumption. But anyways, it's um, it, it's it, definitely a necessary crop. Aside, and, yeah, um, right, right. It flourishes here in Missouri. So it's cool that we finally have medical marijuana passed. I'm really excited to see what's, yes. what's ahead. I mean, yeah. to, uh, what's today? Today is May the 29th, uh -huh. so Saturday is June the 1st, and they officially start, I think, accepting applications right Boom. there at the beginning of June. So if you got five grand a piece, have at it. 
Um, no, I'm talking about uh, for the card for patients. I oh, think okay, okay. I was thinking. No, no, no. I lied. I lied. Yeah, no. Um, actually, it's for like dispensaries and growers and extractors okay. and different things. So they start accepting those applications mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of June, so coming up, and then mm-hmm. they have to have them all um, approved right. by December. Okay. So then we're it's looking. long vetting process there. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, there's going to be a lot of fucking applications. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we're probably looking like mid next year. So probably about a right. year from now when dispensaries should be, you know, up and running and people right. should be able to start getting medicine and whatnot. And I think it's great that we have this time frame for you and I to even use our platforms to educate in the moments that, you know, while this happens right here in real time in Missouri, we're here, we're here in the beginnings of it and we're the documenters of the time. So I think us providing the education and being that source for a lot of the people who may be skeptical. Uh, hopefully they're not cynical because cynics don't investigate anything, but skeptics will, yeah. you know, a lo- you know, give them a way to be educated on something as opposed to being uh, emotional. Yeah, man. So many people just, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're definitely they're They've, um, they're victims of like fear tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, just been they've bought into just all the lies and all right. the fear mongering. My body has a system for it. Thank you. Yeah, we and we we produce it. You know, that's what that runner's high feeling is. It's our endocannabinoid system being activated, you know, during exercise. So right. we are meant to be using this plant. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? And um it's cool just to see where we're going to be um headed in the in the upcoming you know right. months dude i'm really excited for it man for yeah. sure i'm gonna yeah. go to a lot more of the different expos that pop up here in st louis uh the one that i did go to the mocan trade that was amazing yeah um did you uh, connect with anybody from that like yeah post? i had a couple of connections and some interviews that i'm gonna have come up of some companies that have some edible uh cbd products and such just talking about the amendment itself and what some of the funds should be allocated to that might not be talked about as much yeah uh you know and so yeah i'm gonna have some professionals on talking about it and yeah, uh, being a source of education too that's where it's yeah. at man just i'm i um i just went to an event maybe a couple weeks ago now mm-hmm. it's called ignite missouri they, Saw that. yeah i went to that and um it was all right i mean i checked out a few of the uh I was, I, they did a, a pitch contest. They had some people, okay. you know, going up for, you know, they want to do a business and they're pitching their businesses. Oh, wow. and okay. Like a Shark Tank type environment going sort on. Sort of like that, yeah. That's except, cool. except the um, the uh, judges weren't giving any, like, feedback. They were, everybody was just listening just for sake oh, of okay. time and right. and different things. So right, right. it was pretty cool. There's definitely a couple people up there that I w- I'll definitely connect with, post, right. and, and have them on the podcast. And that's what it's about, man. We're all yeah. connecting and educating. I probably have done three or four podcasts since Mo Can BizCon that yep. the people that I met there. Yeah, the doctor uh what was that? Doctor Mimi uh, Vo. That was amazing. Dude, uh, she's the great. educational uh source from her that was just amazing. Dude, she's amazing yeah. and um I actually just attended a um no an art show that her sister had. Her sister's also a physician, Doctor okay. Mai Vo. Okay. And um both ba- uh based in Missouri. Yeah, they're both here, okay. uh, and she is a. The name escapes me, but uh, she specializes like a kidney doctor. Okay. Um, right. There's it starts with an E. I'm not smart enough to remember it. Yeah. Well. But uh, <laughs> I'm actually sitting down with her on uh, next Friday. We're gonna sit down and talk, and uh, mm-hmm. she just had an art show, mm-hmm. and um, 
the uh, so she's also an artist, so she she did the paintings, okay. mine did, and right. uh, they auctioned them off right now, and, and they auctioned them off at the show. I think the proceeds go to like the uh, the uh, American uh, fuck, what did I say? Kidney Association. Okay. Sure. So it was cool. So either way, their whole family is just like super smart. I think right. her dad was a physician as well. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And actually, obviously, care, you know, with her traveling around educating Missouri and the doctors, she's educating other doctors. Yeah, that's really so, cool. that's so, it's such important work. Like it these really physicians is. really need to be educated on. Like, I like that it's not just consumer focused education, it's literally y'all, you doctors. It's, need to it's know everybody, this, right? right? Yeah. And Mimi's definitely a good um, person to do that. She's very. Uh, well articulated and obviously very smart and like just just she also is very uh i think balanced in her approach mm-hmm. that she um she doesn't try to like overstep outside of her um like expertise you know what right. i mean she's like she definitely follows the research and, and pays attention to it closely you know what i mean right, so because this is a very delicate subject at this point you know there may be some organizations might look to poke holes in it you know yeah well so. anecdotally we know it's amazing right right at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's probably almost 98 percent of the people can probably get some sort of benefit from the plant yeah um but there are definitely those people who just they need to have those hard numbers they need to have those you right. know those statistics and they need to have that not research. every area of life but in specific emotional things sometimes <laughs> well, I don't, i'm not that super detailed when it i comes just to think it's stuff, some yeah. form of fashion so whether it's just like a bomb from jumbo i mean that's right. that's still a cannabis product right? right you know what i mean my wife wife absolutely loves the drops she loves them dude yeah mm-hmm. i do we use the drops all the time i have the bomb which is amazing right um well, that's still cannabis you know what i mean sure. it's cbd predominantly yep. um mm-hmm. or whether it's like hemp seeds you know right. what i mean or hemp protein right you know what i mean like that's just a food source but that's still the cannabis plant right so there's definitely so many ways that people could benefit from it right um, if they just go to google and say how can i <laughs> yeah and they just hear hemp and they're like oh that's gonna make me feel a drug test or right, you know, right. we're gonna get high it's just education like, is so hard uh, to go on the path of your own to do because it's so painful to learn something new man yeah it hurts so bad yeah <laughs> and I try to keep a balanced perspective on it because I've mm-hmm. definitely been guilty of saying oh this is for everybody right but some people's systems might operate a little bit differently and absorb, absorb the different chemicals differently so. well from what I've learned say um I don't know. Maybe you're just like bipolar, or okay. you know, on the you know schizophrenic or something, or maybe on the edge of like a mental like snap right. or something. Right. Um, large amounts of THC and cannabis probably aren't good for you. Like you the, just need to the, they're you need not, a hug and talk to some people. Yeah, like those <laughs> things aren't like really good for you. It can actually right. kind of send you over that edge. I later like I've, I found out pretty recently. So right, because you're more into your psyche at, at, at a deeper level when you start doing that. And yeah, you don't want to necessarily be that much deeper if you're spiraling <laughs> whatever the reason is i'm not sure i just know this it's just not good for those people and it can right. actually send them like down say like maybe like they're they're fine today mm-hmm. but they they could become like bipolar sure. or something like that like but they don't know it and then they smoke weed and then like fuck dude like now they're all screwed up because they right. smoked weed and that definitely does happen and i didn't realize it until i listened to um there's a joe rogan podcast mm-hmm. it was a there's the cannabis debate he had a couple guys on oh, there. okay and they were talking about that and i was like oh i wasn't aware that mm-hmm. there was this potential downside to it right because yeah. we're so you know Proof I've positive had, I've over had the years, positive. right? <laughs> right. I've had another positive, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, we've had proof positive uh, that it's uh, been beneficial to who we are. So yeah, 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 yeah man. <laughs> um, so who do you have? Uh, do you have anybody you know you're kind of thinking of as far as you know for the show or 
what's what's coming up with the show in the future yeah so getting the segments together actually took about a week and a half almost two weeks break now i'm looking at it uh to recalibrate and get back into the second season of things so you're, doing, you're doing seasons yeah because it's it's evolved now and so i'm looking at uh, ways of properly putting together uh you know what, what i'm trying to do and there's some uh, new sponsorships that i'm looking to incorporate with what i'm doing and i want to make sure that uh you know the value that everyone get is still there without you know i, I want to be able to provide more things but still have the that value if not higher quality i don't want to just throw stuff against the wall or whatnot um not saying that podcasts do that but for me uh i, I want to be really strategic around the education piece yeah you know, the right the right people and so the networking piece for me uh it's been amazing i really don't have any i had someone ask who can i refer to you i was like i don't I don't really need it uh, because I need to cultivate the relationships that I've created so far. Yeah. And so, you know, throwing names in a bucket is not something I want to do. I want to really get in with these relationships and interview people that uh, I really want to get to know. Dude, I interviewed a kid who uh, I met. He worked at a McDonald's. Um, and so I do Uber uh, a lot of times because I like to, A, meet tons of people. I love that. I went to 10 different schools growing up. So to me, being the new guy wasn't a thing. Like, I didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so used to it. But I love doing Uber. Obviously, you get a little bit of income, but the networking piece has been super cool. The stories that you get while you're there. Oh, yeah. Uh, just the amount of just unbelievable amount of talent that sits in your back seat or in your front seat and the connections that you make in the moment is incredible. And so I met a kid. I picked him up from McDonald's. Uh, it was maybe four months ago at this point. And uh, just dropped him off at home, and he didn't seem too excited for life. He was kind of down out and down and out or whatnot. But obviously, if I'm gonna, if someone's gonna be in my car. I'm gonna, they're gonna see the book that I have in the back. It's the magic of thinking big, and they ask the question like, "What's this book about?" Well, the title implies, you know, that's exactly what the title implies. Yeah. So I'm talking to the kid for a little bit, a four minute ride. So I drop him off. Um, I didn't think much of it, but you know, two months later, I pick up a guy from a different location, a different restaurant, and. Uh, Lo and behold, it happened to be the same kid. And so I was like, wait, you used to work at this McDonald's. Why are you working at this location at this different restaurant? Uh, he's like, well, um, I needed to change my life after we had, you know, I saw your book, had that conversation. Uh, in that moment, I was really downtrodden, depressed. I didn't have much going for me. But here I am two months later. I'm in a different job. I'm literally about to be a manager. I just went through management training. And my entire life is changing completely. And to me, I needed to interview him to get that story behind what the hell happened from being depressed down in, in the dumps to now you walk into a new restaurant and now you're about to be a manager of the place and then also looking to be the manager of many locations on the East Coast. And they're looking to vet you into it in two months. So I wanted to get that story because there was some type of flip. Like, no excuses for this kid. In two months, he flipped his life. And the big thing that I got out of that interview with him was that he said, all I did was just change my attitude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> our attitude is everything, man. Yeah, it's a book, too. Yeah. <laughs> attitude is everything. Is that a book? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <It> really? That's <laughs> funny. It's a book, and it's in our lives. It's so, so true, yeah. man. Um, that's cool, dude. That's why I interviewed the kid. So... No one knew he wasn't super famous or anything. He just had a story of success that I was interested in yeah. to have that told because I want my podcast and just anything that I represent to be a source of no excuses. This kid did this in this short amount of time. Why am I laying in bed crying about wetting myself? 
how about I get up, go to the bathroom, and go? Like, yeah. You know, like, that's part of weird, <laughs> whatever. But yeah. that's why I, I like doing this, what we're doing now, because we're just educating, man, just by having conversation. Yeah, <laughs> man. I'm always in this, uh, this mindset of just moving forward yeah. all the time and just trying to do more that uh, mm -hmm. I often don't appreciate, like, what's happening now. Yeah, it can be hard to do. Yeah. You ever read Be Here Now? No. Be here now. Let's have it just being present. That's how it's being present. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be here right now. I'm gonna send that to you actually before I Yeah. Leave. Yeah. Like yeah. That. So yeah, I, I'm. I try to do better about being present, and um, I feel like I don't have an issue of like thinking about like what I have to do next, like in the moment. Mm -hmm. But it's just like once the moment's over, the moment's over. Yes. And then and the motivation to do whatever next uh, thing is not there. It's not necessary. No, it's not that. It's just mm. that. Um, so, like for example, I've. So this is episode. This would be episode eighty-eight of the podcast, mm -hmm. right? So I've done. I've done eighty-eight podcasts, and I've probably only had less than a handful. Like you're probably like the fourth person I've had on as like a repeat like guest because I'm just trying to get so many different people, right? Right, right, and Same. all these different backgrounds. So. It's it's easy to just like always focus on the next guest and the next episode that is I won't I, I the other day I was looking I was scrolling through all the guests I'm like oh whenever actually just yesterday I was doing it because I was like when did you and I sit down last mm -hmm. and it was back in November right. so it's just easy and you know time flies by you're like it it's just easy to like definitely when you're content creating for yeah sure. just get focused on creating and doing the next one and the next one and just mm -hmm. keep producing because. At the end of the day, you can't live in the past, right? right. And you can't sit there and um, keep celebrating successes or live in failures, you know what right. I mean? Because everything just keeps moving. Yes. But because of that, sometimes I don't really fully appreciate, like, what is happening. Right. So for a second yesterday, like, I took that moment. I was like, dang, man, like, this is pretty cool. Like, I've connected with a whole bunch of people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And um, – I definitely do need to start having some more repeat people on just because, mm -hmm. like you said, to cultivate those relationships as, as right. opposed to always trying to get a new one because right. that mm -hmm. is kind of a part of what I'm doing with the podcast, though, is just always trying to meet new people. Right. Well, when you're cultivating those relationships, you can go deeper and deeper with an individual, and then you'll find out some more similarities and exactly. some more amazing things like, holy cow, I didn't know it was like that, and you thought this way, or right. and all that. So, yeah, diving deep is very important. I learned... Uh, Every, a lot of my things that I, I think about come from the realm of network marketing. So basically, I talk about it a lot because that's all I know from the past 10, 12 years is just straight doing these things to, you know, uh, earn an income residually, right? And, and in that, I found I found that they, they teach that you don't want to build wide in your network marketing communities because you can't drive deep within an organization, which means you can't really drive deep with your people in that specific organization. If you look at any business, you want to look at driving depth, uh, like a taproot uh, in a tree, for example. Everything is branches off of the taproot. So put attention and depth in your relationships, really deep in your, your business endeavors, instead of just going wide, getting as many people as possible in the business. Yeah. Well, take the business that you've already created and dive deep with that, because then more business will actually branch off yeah. by doing that. So, um, yeah, it's it's difficult to do, uh, just like anything. But like you said, you know, life is chaotic. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I really liked your uh, your analogy of it's it's all harmony. I don't know if yeah. analogy is the right word there. But yeah. Well, it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. You have it. Yeah. It's just a uh, good old uh, the music of life. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, that's good. Yeah, no, that was an analogy. That was really good. Yeah, um, harmony is definitely probably the best way to put all this chaos, dude. Yeah, because I, uh, I can't teeter-totter on balance. I don't know what balance looks like. I got too many things. <laughs> yeah, balance is relative, dude. It's kind of like uh, me. There's a, there's a saying that uh, when you're trying to do so many different things in life, you look like a cat that's spinning plates in a room full of rocking chairs, <laughs> which means you're spinning plates and there's these rocking chairs everywhere, but you're a cat, so you have a long tail. <laughs> so anytime you can have your, your tail whacked or whatever, and then you're going to drop the plates. That's how you know, sometimes you can feel as a content creator or just a busy mom or whatever yeah. you feel like a cat spinning plates in a room full of rocking chairs yeah yeah dude i know you don't like to talk about the weather you hear this fucking <laughs> i don't know the weather yeah man lightning bro man this is missouri missouri we get dumped on quite a bit we're flooded out here yeah and, dude uh, so, so um, this is kind of relative though I yeah mean, yeah no i get it <laughs> um i was talking to my mom and she said that it's supposed to be a cooler summer with a lot of rain and here we are talking about the flood already how flooding. did she come to that I don't know. She's always been like in the know on shit like that, and mm. I don't know if she just like heard it on the news or something. Yeah, feel it in her bones or something. But she <laughs> was like, she, uh, she heard it somewhere. But right. she was like, no, this year is El Nino. This this is El Nino this year, uh -huh. which means it's going to be a cooler summer and it's going to be there's going to be more uh, precipitation. I'm like, that's very true. Here in Missouri. She told me that about a month ago, bro. Wow. And here we are today. <laughs> Flooded out. I've never actually been in this long of a flood situation. I've been here for now, I guess, twelve years in St. Louis, and not something I'm used. So I've heard of the flood of '93 and all that, but yeah, uh, you know, I, don't know I lived here was. during that time, but I don't remember right. any of that. I was in Potosi, and I don't think Potosi was flooded. Yeah, um, but yeah, you hear about it all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember being in middle school, and we watched like a like I don't know, like I think a teacher brought in right. like a news video of it or some shit. Yeah, that was she, more dramatic than the situation. <laughs> um, but dude, yeah. I think we're pretty close to those levels already. Right. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. My buddy's uh, six feet under right now. I mean, his house is raised, but uh, it's still bothersome because he can't really get in and out of the house. He has to literally boat to dry land to get to the car. <laughs> so, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's just it's crazy. And it's it's been such a nice day, and I don't know where I feel like. I didn't know it was supposed to rain today. Was it supposed to rain? I don't I, I think don't, so. I, I stopped checking because I know how St. Louis works. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was talking to my girlfriend uh, the other day, and I wonder – actually, I was doing it earlier today. And I wonder if it's just because – so there's so much moisture right mm -hmm. now. It's so saturated that it's not, it's not sinking to the earth, right, which causes flooding. Mm -hmm. There's so much moisture just sitting on the ground. Does it just evaporate, get caught in the clouds, and then it's like just the cyclical effect because we have so much – Right. You know, on the ground, then we get more rain. Could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, if one feeds into the other. At some points, it needs to recede because there's a lot of things that aren't being able to be done down in like Main Street, St. Charles, and all that. Uh, festivals having to move and such because of the flooding. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were down there last weekend, mm -hmm. and I thought it would be more flooded than it was. But yeah, right. that river, that riverfront park is definitely some of that's flooded. Right. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> St. Louis. Well, just Mother Nature, right? To be honest with you, because it's not like St. Louis is flooding every year. And normally, we're—I mean, we're coming up on June. We're normally done with the rain by it now. It should be just sweltering, humid. Heat, yeah, shouldn't be too miserable. Like, so I guess I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. We can't control it, Mike. I know it's not your favorite conversation, but this shit is wild, I'm doing man. Good. I'm doing Mother good Nature with it. is wild. I don't mind talking about things I can't control because mm -hmm. we do have to control our attitude when it does come to those things. Yep. But. Dude, nature is just a fucking... It's the grand teacher. Just yes, a powerful man. beast, man. Yeah. Gives no fucks about you. Nope. Zero. Not a bit. Eat you up, spit you out. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's what always gets me when... Um, 
people like they don't want you to hunt animals mm-hmm. or different things. Like you realize that animal mm-hmm. would fucking just tear you apart. Like bears. Yeah, they have zero ethics on their part. They're hungry, so it's yeah, it's, it's just, over with. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you probably couldn't get any more humane than just like doing that. Than like just going being detached from who we were before we got to this perfection stage of things that we can co- conveniently get. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's craziness, dude. But right. I often think about that. I often think about that. Right, with, right. Uh, I often think about the the chaos of it all. And I try to focus on, like, what I can't control whenever I'm doing, like, plant medicines and different right. things. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try to do them on, like, nice days. And I always sit there and I always think about, like, it's it's... De- depending on which compound. This is a great conversation, actually. Yeah, keep yeah going with depending this. on whichever like <coughs> compound mm-hmm. you're doing. But I tend to have like this third-person kind of perspective experience, especially mm-hmm. with like LSD or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Right. And then you just start thinking about it all, man. It's just like, mm-hmm. fuck, man. Like, you can, you can. I think about the weather, and then I like, I'll go out to like space, and like <laughs> sometimes I, just, I maybe I just listen to too much Joe Rogan sometimes, or I've listened to, to him too much in the past. But it's like we really could just get fucking demolished mm-hmm. by a goddamn meteor at any time. We could at any right now, this very second. We could, and we can't do anything happen. about it. Right, we could. get wrapped up into the possibilities of what could happen. <laughs> Couldn't do anything about it, right? <laughs> right, right. And then from there, my my train of thought will go to that well what the fuck does it all mean then like mm-hmm. none of this matters economics bullshit it doesn't right <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> like so many people are just living miserable mm-hmm. because of this system or um these like mm-hmm. these parameters that they live by right. that they're, they're just putting bars on themselves like they're putting themselves in a cage you know what i mean right and right. they're miserable when really you can fucking do whatever you want yeah. You really you can. can. You can be Neo. <laughs> you really can, dude. That's why I love The Matrix, man, because, you know... I just you, watched you, all of those the other I'm day. I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost wanting to watch myself. Uh, uh, it's definitely my favorite, uh, you know, movie of all time for, obviously, tons of different reasons, but the awakening of watching Neo go through the process of, mm-hmm. holy crap, you know, uh, and Morpheus telling him that you're you're stuck in your mind in a prison that you can't smell, you can't see, you can't taste, you can't touch, but you can feel it in your taxes. You can't feel it. Like, there's so many different parables to that, and... And I love watching Neo's progression through uh, following the White Rabbit and being the monotonous drone, doing the monotonous things, and then discovering who he is at the very end where he's like, holy crap, (laughs) you know, he's stopping bullets and all that stuff. Well, yeah, he just realized that it's just all... It's just all this code, right? It's just all information. this illusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all information. And yeah, man, I watched the whole, I w- it was over a few different days, but I watched the whole trilogy. Right. And um, it was very interesting watching it now right. as a 31-year-old man who's <laughs> gone through some experiences as right. opposed to whenever I was a kid and it first came out. Right. And um, I was explaining to my girlfriend, because I don't think she understood. I'm like, listen, this movie mm-hmm. changed cinema. It did. They literally invented a way to film this movie that had never been done before. Right. And today, it's you, it's easy to like take it for granted. Make fun of it. Oh, it's so cheesy. Well, because everybody's done it. You know what right. I mean? Like every everybody took what they did and right. they copied it. It's like the crouching tiger, hidden dragon approach. Exactly. You know, right. you know what I mean? And it almost it almost cheapens like the brilliance of right. like some of the cinematic things that they did. Mm-hmm. But the story itself, I mean, it's that hero's Beautiful. journey, right? And it's there's a lot of uh, mimicking of like 
like religion and different things right. in there. They the put a lot in that Christian myth and different things. Mm-hmm. So there, there was a lot of layers to it that mm-hmm. I just couldn't get whenever I was younger. Right. The only thing I got was being the hero. Right. And that's all I got when I was younger, for sure. But there's just so much more. There's being heroes, being a villain at times in life. There's there's so much in that 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 movie. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And then like just the purpose of of every you know the different codes and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was language, man. It's the understanding the different languages of the world. There's a there's even a language of silence apparently. So you know, I learned this from Maybe uh, body language. Yeah, I mean, well, even in uh, like the court judicial system, there's a language of silence. Apparently, if you if you speak the language properly and, and go through this language of silence, you can actually get out of a situation. Um, very interesting stuff that hmm. uh, you can learn if you're investigating how to become free from this land and this uh, this uh, this matrix type of reality. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. There's a lot to it. Like, is you know, freedom just in your mind, or is mm-hmm. it? Is there a freedom? You know what I mean? We refer to this as freedom, right? Yeah. Is there really one? Well, people have different perceptions of the freedom. I look at freedom of, uh, to me, is not uh, being held down by the, you know, the corporate entities of life. So is it my, just financial like my freedom? Financial freedom is one, but is that, you know, that's not 100% freedom because if you're still submitting to living life through a social security number and a birth certificate, you're still not free yet. And so. What do you mean? Uh, so the American flag is the amnesty and commerce flag. The reason why we're able to do business in this land is because there's a contract between America and Morocco, the Treaty of 1787, 86 and 87 in those years, where the land is it was already uh, taken by the land of Morocco and the very first treaty of this land for the United States, the very first country to admit or the very first country to recognize America as a country was Morocco because the flag on this land is different than the actual flag. Uh, it's not the red, white, and blue. That's not the country's flag. That's not this land's masses flag. That's the amnesty and commerce flag so we can do business on this land. Just like China, uh, that's not Chinese people, that's Manchurian people. The land is Manchurian. Uh, the Chinese people, the Chinese, that the Chinese, that flag, that's the enmity and commerce flag for them to do business in that land. Huh. In the land? Puerto Rico. Or outside of the land? Uh, it, on that land. Uh, Why would they need a flag for their own land? Um, it's very interesting to learn. Why would we need a flag for our own land? Um... The American flag is a symbol for uh, commerce with other people. Yeah, well, to be uh, these corporate war states that we are. So our driver's license show that we are a corporation and these the government can't do business with flesh and bone. So it has to do business with those corporation names that we have on our driver's license and these contracts that we sign with our social security numbers and all this stuff um, that never existed before that came in. But you don't recently. sign a contract for your social security number like you're just you're issued no, that. Um, yeah, because your your parents signed your contract for your birth certificate. Yeah. But you individually, us individually, we don't sign those. And so we go into contract with the government with that number by identifying as that number. And so for me, the reason why I'm in business is because I want everything to run through my LLC and I don't want nothing to run through my license at all anymore. I want to get rid of all that stuff. As I'm learning more, I'm no professional 
uh, in the field of which I'm proclaiming at the moment. I'm just studying it over the past couple of years because uh, I want absolute freedom is what I want. So that uh, what I look at freedom is, is that getting, I guess, proper education around the things that can, um, you know, move you to where you want to really go. Like for me, I don't want to have to be held down by legal terms like driving. To me, driving is a legal term. I'm not driving. I'm actually traveling. And if you look in the Black Laws Dictionary, it tells you what it is. There's a difference between legal and lawful. And so I'm, I'm trying to learn a lot about common law and the legal system and seatbelt and all, all that stuff, these uh, ordinances and such. I'm trying to learn a lot about what that stuff is and where it came from because it wasn't always here. Well, wouldn't travel just be like a generic term and driving would be a specific? Very, spe very specific so that it can now be, um, uh, I mean, there's I a guess, lot of ways uh, to travel. You don't monetize. Right. So when you're driving, you're not actually drive, dri drive, driving, you're actually traveling. So it's this wordplay. I'm trying to, I've been studying etymology. But you're also driving if you are driving. Unless you're riding, then you're not driving. So I guess where I'm getting at is, is the understanding the difference between legalism, or not legalism, <laughs> the difference between uh, legalese and the actual language that we speak called English. So me, I, I'm really trying to understand the difference in what, legalese is versus what actual English is and understand what law and language really is. Legalese as in, I'm not familiar with that word. Did you make that word up? Is that a real word? No, no. That's what uh, they speak in court. Oh, just like just legal jargon, legal talk. Yeah, it's de it's a dead language. And yet, you know, anyone who's in the law society Lawyers actually speaks speak in that. Yeah, yeah, they speak that language. And when they're speaking English to you, when it sounds like English, but it's legalese. So if someone in the law society ask or say to you, do you understand? And you say yes. Well, you think you're there. He's talking about or they even think they're talking about. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, it's more of do you stand under my jurisdiction? So when you hear people who are actual of Moorish descent and they're speaking to people who are in the law society, they say, no, I overstand. It's what they say because they understand what law and language means, even though that officer in the moment may not. Yeah. But understanding law and language is something that I'm just kind of obsessed with because I love I love words and language. Words are so weird, man, because yeah. there's there's a um, there's a language for every industry. I mean, business, there's a particular way of speaking. Mechanics speak a particular way. I mean, right. construction scientists, they all use these words that not everybody in the world understands. They say that the person who understands the language of this land, amity and commerce mm -hmm. land, uh, is the president who understands the language the best. All, no matter what people may feel about the person in that seat, they understand that language to get into that seat better than anyone else. Well, that's certainly the case for the current president <laughs> because um, he is a... He's just a master of working the people. He really yeah, is. It was the language of the land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really does. And that's uh, something, uh, you know. Uh, say what you like about him, but the dude got the votes. Yep, he knows the language. And that's what I, uh, I, I, I'm I obsessing over in the world today is is understanding the history of, of language and uh, getting these words out on these platforms so that we can all just educate ourselves at a faster rate. I feel that these platforms and the internet, it's going to expose uh, our society a little uh, more, and it's going to head towards a positive, I think, because uh, a lot of times social media has an effect of 
helping us to appear better than who we are sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But if we think about that, what happens when we go into the mirror every morning? We look like crap. Oh, I do when I wake up. I look like I died. Yeah. And then I get up and then I try to make myself appear to be better than what I was when I woke up. And so to me, I think that what social media will end up doing is exposing a lot of us to want to strive to be a little bit better, I guess. Um, and it's something that is a thought expanding upon Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about not too long ago, just saying that he doesn't feel that this is demonizing people. It might just be exposing us for who we really are um, because this follows us everywhere at this point. And yeah. You can't get away from it. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. To a degree. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. To a degree. So, yeah, all types of uh, interesting things to study over the time. But uh, the things that I've really been studying is just the, the stories of people lately. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a book called, uh, um, was it, A Hero of a Thousand Faces? Oh, nice. Okay. Um, it's just essentially. That sounds good. I cannot think of who it's by. I'd have to look on my phone. But um, it's essentially talking about like like the hero's journey and how like this story has been told like a thousand for a thousand years or some shit. And it's okay. how people just keep, we just keep retelling like the same stories just in different ways. And you see it all the time, right? You Cause see there's nothing new under the sun. No, in the universe, like it's just all. <laughs> it is. Yeah, man. <laughs> and that's the thing. I feel like some people will let that hold them back because they want to have like this original idea you know what I mean? But nothing's right. original, man. No, the taxi cab isn't original. You know, Uber isn't original. It's just somebody decided to leverage this better than this yeah, other company. Yeah, just do it. Just, just you know what I mean? Like right. humans have been around for so long, and we know we have evidence now that like society was wiped off the face of the fucking planet. So who knows what kind of shit they had back then? Right. We don't know, but we do know there's very advanced societies, like well um, older than what they had previously believed to be. All right. So, right. And, you know, I love the history of where we've been in life. And there's so much history to study um, because there's so much you can learn. You can read enough history. You can predict the future. And I love learning about ancient civilizations and all that good stuff in hopes that I can apply a lot of what they did. Maybe not so awesome <laughs> into a new way, and a new system, because 100, 200, 300 years from now, people are going to be talking about us like we're talking about, you know, them back in the day. Yeah. And so it's just like, man, what am I doing today uh, to to cement not so much my name and my legacy? I don't want my name on any building at all. I just want to make sure at least one person got a message and moved yeah. that on because, I mean, I'm going to be gone, but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. everything is super going. important to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I try to make it not be for a while, but mm -hmm. I can remember being a kid, like real, real young and laying in bed. And I can remember thinking, like, I want people to remember me. Mm -hmm. Like, I really, I, I think, I don't know if I was just like, what I was studying at the time, but I was, I, I, I definitely remember thinking, like, how people always remember, like, Martin Luther King. Like, he was just, like, a great dude. And, like, people are always remember him. I can remember thinking, like, I don't want to be forgotten. And, right. like, having, like, this intense – and I was probably, like, eight or nine. Mm -hmm. And I was just dealing with, like, this intense fear of death at the moment. Right, I was right. like, I don't want to fucking die. <laughs> I don't know why I was just right. – I was thinking about it so much. I don't much know how like, I got here, but I don't want to leave here. <laughs> yeah, but it was right. just, like, this intense fear of just, like, death and just, like, losing everybody. And I was like, I don't want people to forget me. And then, like, yeah. now I, f I, I look at that and I feel like it's just this thing that's been inside of me, like, my whole life of needing to leave a legacy and to, like, really leave my mark on people in the world yeah they say that the only thing that echoes from the grave is our character and i i would argue that character is 
similar or maybe even synonymous with legacy. Yeah. You know, uh, because when we talk about Martin Luther King, we talk about the things that he did in, in his character, public character. Um, and, and we aspire to maybe sometimes be like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I get what you're talking about, man, that, that, that feel to want to be remembered. And they say you're only remembered as long as, uh, uh, as far for as long as the last person who remembers you. Yeah. And that's pretty deep and dope. It's so true though. But I think what's cool about what we are doing, we're documenting our journeys in life Yeah, and you know, we put it on different platforms. Now say if the internet goes away, whatever, maybe we transcribe this stuff. Because we're creating the new history for people to learn about in the future of how to react, you know, when uh, an economy is going to shit. Like, yeah. what do we do now? Um, well, maybe our documenting our journey in the moments of now, we can teach that next generation. Yeah. So we're already doing what we could with our part. We're just having fun having conversations. Right. So, yeah. Are you going to do more documenting of, like, your plant medicine journeys? Yeah, I think so. Uh, simply because when, I'm, uh, when I turned 17... Yeah, 17, I went to my first festival, and um, I was just a snot-nosed kid, just literally just looking to just get high, right? And yeah. then um, I got there, I experienced it, but w the very first thing that I had done, it was um, it was definitely, uh, it, it was like, so you get there to this festival, and there's people selling things and products and services, and someone came with some mescaline, I didn't know what that stuff was, and someone came with some uh, like some research stuff, like 2CE research chemicals and I stuff like that. that yeah. yeah, that's the type of stuff they were doing down there. I was there 17 years old, and uh, I was like, whatever, give it to me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? And sure. so, but later that night, it, it, for the first time in my life, I started to like break down what systems were, and I didn't know where it was coming from. Like, why am I breaking down? what the governmental system is right now. Yeah. I've never thought about that. I'm 17 years old. I'm like, why am I thinking about, in, why am I internalizing so much right now as a 17-year-old kid? And it, it started me on a journey to understand my mind a little bit more and what it was and what my nervous system is. Yeah. And once I found out that my nervous system is more of just, you know, like a tuning fork, it could be tuned to different radio frequencies and radio waves. And, and you start to learn about all these different frequencies in life and, and it was very interesting as a kid to understand, man, what I see isn't all there is. Right. And it's very touchy for a lot of uh, people to really touch on because they equate certain things with addicts and yeah. being abusive and so on and so forth. But if you look Fear. up the Thrive Movement right now, that's a multi-billion dollar family who goes out to the rainforest in Brazil and get taken care of while they take Ibogaine and ayahuasca. And they're going to go take, you know, plant medicines in the forest. Yeah. Multi-billionaires people look up to. Dude, so yeah. if they are looking to come back with something, we should probably be looking at ways of taking these medicines and coming back with something. Yeah, man. Um, it's just so weird how... People are afraid to be with their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to really take that journey within. They think that they're going to go crazy. Love being gonna, in control, man. They're going to lose their mind. Yeah, there is that if you have to let go. Have you to. really do. You are out of control to a certain degree, but mm -hmm. you're not. You're not out of control to where like 
you're going to go do some crazy shit. Right. You know what I mean? You're just out of control. If you're going to do crazy shit, you're going to do it with or without any enhancements of any drug. You're going to yeah. do it anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, certain compounds, if you have, like, extreme anxiety or mm. different, like, maybe they're not for you. Cause right. Certain gotta, compounds. Got to clarify the compounds. Yeah, cause for you don't sure. Want and, and, and in all honesty, <laughs> right. you know, like, I was, whenever I was younger, I definitely, um, I first tried psilocybin, and it was definitely, like, in that recreational sense with knowing, mm. like, the set and setting wasn't really paid attention to. And right. It was kind of was. It was like Just a trying nice, to have fun and see like colors. A, it was like a nice day. We went out in the fields and like in the woods and stuff like that. So it was, that was kind of there. But like we didn't like intentionally do set and setting. And like there wasn't any intent mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? So I feel right. I feel like if you are um, approaching these like these plants with respect, because I've definitely have done the opposite. They right. will put you like they'll, they'll fucking check you quick. Yeah. See ya. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like they will make you respect them. Yes. Um, if you don't do that, then you can definitely have a very, um, trying experience. I don't feel like there are any bad trips. I feel like some mm. are more challenging than others. It's sure. just, it's up to the person to really mindset. take those lessons. It's a lot of mindset that uh, has to go along with it. And it's an internal game. Uh, I think my problem when I was younger, I was going into it looking for an exterior solution to an internal problem. Yeah. And so I would go hoping that this, uh, substance of some sort would help, uh, you know, fix me. But now that I understand that everything that's put here in this land is just the law of the seed, man. Yeah. You know, the apple seed, it has everything it possibly needs inside of itself already to be a great tree. Yeah. And once it's blossomed out of the ground, what happens is it becomes this beautiful tree. And then we eat the fruit of the tree. Now, we don't eat the bark because that's not where the fruit's at. I look at myself as the bark. That's how I keep myself humble. Hmm. The fruits of my who I am and the podcast and all this stuff. That's my gifts. That's my fruit, right? And so um, that's how I look at life is that everything that I'm, that I'm supposed to be, all my success is not before me. It's within me. Yeah. And I think that's why I like doing what I'm doing now is trying to help people understand, hey, the success you seek is not actually before you out there anywhere. It's already within you. Right. It's just time to put yourself in the right environment to be nurtured. And so I think what what we do is our way of nurturing people to their own greatness and that's why i call it grow to great because you're already great you just gotta grow into it i can dig it man yep right on dude well we're gonna end yeah. on that dude that's like uh that's a <laughs> perfect spot um so tell the folks how they can you know get a hold of you and yeah check yeah you out. so facebook instagram on facebook is grow to great so g-r-o-w-t-o great i forget there's a camera there what up um, and then also on Instagram is grow to great. So G R O W the number two great. And then, uh, anchor.fm slash grow to great in any platform. Just type in grow to great that you like to listen to podcast. Right on, man. All right, everybody. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you are getting value out of the podcast again, do me a favor and go leave a rating Go leave a review. Also, hit that subscribe button. You may not be subscribed even though you are listening. And, you know, if you can do me a favor, go over to YouTube and subscribe there as well. We're trying to grow the platform there. So it uh, it all helps. Um, Tell a friend, you know, referral, leave a rating, leave a review, um, especially on Apple Podcasts. All these things really help. So, all right, everybody, until next time. Mm -hmm.